Und der Schuss von der in general. And the schuss of the Rogachover in particular should be made on all of us. And wie uh, bald he was the Sarhatera. So Bemela, therefore, and he is the Sarhatera. So Bemela, surely, Hakodesh Baruch will give that just as in general, Torah is Magino, Matzla, Torah protects Yidin in all, in all circumstances. Says the Gemara in Seita, even when we're not learning Torah, but if you have a shtickle Torah of the Rogachover in your head, so Bemele, it's impossible if you learn one shtickle Rogachover, it's always in your head, it's always going to get your mind boggling. So Baruch Hashem, like I said, we're entering the 11th year, and it was established in Beis HaKnesses Oil Dvora, Simchas Torah during Akofis. What could be a better time? That is the Rogachover's day. Uh, uh, together with uh, Moshe Gordon, and Moshe Gordon, was one of the the pioneers the the who took part in establishing the shear being that his father was uh, born in Dvinsk davened in the Rogachover shul al kolponim is the schuzolem baistein and unzala baistein so for that apuzang lechai baruch hashem we're entering a new a new period after 10 years entering the 11th year and the Rebbe says, "I'll give him koyach, and we'll can and mitalt, and the cobs all arbitum. We'll have him koyach, and the cobs all arbitum. We should be able to be toifus." What the Rebbe Shavra says, even a drop in the bucket, even a, when we scratch the surface, even a tipa menayam, or kemar medli, whatever it's like, ma'ase merkovo, ma'ase brachus, ketipa menayam, or kemar medli. These are the shoyness with the Rambam and Hilchos Yisedi Atira, Perigal of Beis Gimel Dalid. So when he speaks about, okay, so lechay. That's number one. Number two, today's shear is dedicated to the mem to the memory of Chaya Yuta Bas which is my mother, Allah Sholem. Today was my mother's yard site, uh, yard site, a third yard site. Is Zolderaybishar Gebma, so the shear is the in his in her school dedicated to her memory. And may Hakadosh Baruch Hu give her; she should have Aliyah and Neshama. And she will have Nachas from Aniyah Kotten. Lachaim. She will be a good, better, and familiar. And my mishpacha, b'seich klal Yisrael, for all Yidden. Lachaim belevracha. She will be a good, better, and familiar. And now, the topic of today's shir, I, uh, the way I understand is many, on, uh, many, many of you out there uh, heard many shiurim and parshas brachas, and many, many of the participants heard many shiurim and parshas noyach. For 10 years, the measure of 10 years, it wasn't just a, a shir a week. Sometimes it was three shiurim a week, sometimes it was every day. Through certain years, every single day we said shiurim on, on the different parshias, etc., etc. So we went through the different parshias, and I noticed that each one has a desire, and each one says to me, "Ah, Mistami, you'll be talking about this Indian. Mistami, you'll be talking about that Indian." So because I didn't want to disappoint any individual to Dafka choose a topic which is not his topic of this parsha, so I thought to remain safe, I'll Dafka speak about an Indian which is not in Parshish Bereshis and not in Parshish Noyach. And this discussing in Parshish Vezoy Sabrocha. 
And being that today was a Rishchidosh Cheshmim and still Lamed Tishrei, and that's a Hemshech to Simchas Torah, and as it says, this, the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Schuse Yogen Oleinu, frequently used to mention the Shach, the Sefer Sifse Koyin on Choshe Mishpat. So in the Hilchah Shtoris, the, the Shach says in Choshe Mishpat, Paskins, that if you write La'achar Amoyed in a star, it goes up to Zayin Cheshm. Because the Moyed is still Nimshach until Zayin Cheshm. As the Gemara says, that's why in Eretz Yisrael you say the same Talamot of Zayin Cheshm, we have to Zayin, on Zayin Cheshm, because Yidna is still returning from Eretz Yisrael, so until they come to the Har Pros, so it still has a shaykhs to the regal. So the middle of the shach pastens that when you write achrei haregal, achrei regal in a star, it means uh, it's still within till zayin cheshbon is achrei regal. So we still be in the spirit of simchas torah, and like it says in Svarim Magdushim, that just like we were samech with the sefer torah and simchas torah baruch hashem, so I got to show the sefer torah is waiting for us to be samech with uh, with us that we should learn the Torah. So we have a special connection to Simchas Torah. In addition, I was Zoycha Baruch Hashem to be part of Chosen Torah. And Bemela, that was the seal of the whole Hamishi Chumshi Torah. And it's customary to make a seal on a yard site. So I felt what can be better to discuss Aning and Ahadrin, to say Ahadrin on Hamishi Chumshi Torah to say a Torah of the Rugged Shabbat on the seal of the Chamishachim Shatayra on Parshas Vezay Sabrocha. Okay, so I think I covered myself in Alazaitan that I hope it's good enough. That's why we'll discuss in Ingen Vezay Sabrocha. The Poel, Vezay Sabrocha in Yonim, which are discussed in Vezay Sabrocha, is already Merumis, happens to be Merumis in Parshas Bracious. And that is, the Gemara says in the Sechte, Chulin Dav Kufla Mites says the Gemara as follows. The Gemara says Moshe. The Gemara one of the they was asked. They were asked Moshe min HaTorah minayin. Where do we know Moshe min HaTorah? And the Gemara says Moshe min HaTorah minayin. It says in the Chumash in Parshas Brachus Moshe Rabbeinu. We know min HaTorah in Parshas Brachus. It says in Parshas Brachus in Kapitel Vav Pasuk Gimel. It says, "Vayomer Hashem lo yodon ruchi ba'odem lo olam v'shagom hu basar v'hoyu yom of meyav esrim shana." This is brought in the Daskein in the Bali Atoisves. So b'shagom goes on Moshe Rabbeinu, and b'shagom b'shagom or b'shagom is begematria Moshe. Moshe is three hundred to forty-five, and that's b'shagom is three hundred to forty-five. In the Gemara, the, it says in Parshas Vezei Sabrocha Vahoyu Yomov. Excuse me. It says that Moshe Rabbeinu on the day when he, he how long did he live? Moshe ben Meir the Esrim Shona ben Moisoi. This is what it says in the pasuk: B'shagom hu basar Vahoyu Yomov Meir the Esrim Shona. That's Moshe men Atayra minayin. So Gemara in Chumot Avkuflametes and the Marsha on the spot in Bechidush Yagodah. So many Mefarshim. Uh, discuss it in length. We're not going to go there now. What's Pshat Meshem and Minayin? Because the Gemara goes on and asks, it's also Homam and Atari Minayin. And that we also know from Parshish Bereshis where it says Hamina Eitz, even though there are Mephurishi Psukim in the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu, etc., etc. So the Marsha, take a look at the Marsha and all the other Mephurishi and Yankiv 
to explain this. The Rogachover also has an explanation on this Bishagim of Basra, the Gemara and Chumdav Kufalamates, but we're not going to go there at this point. I'll call upon him, but we will discuss an Indian in, uh, in Parshas Bezei Sabrocha, and the Indian is especially connected, inherently connected with the yard site, because it discusses the 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 Moshe Rabbeinu biyoyim misasoi biyoyim ptirosoi. Val the different inyonim we were going to discuss through this year also discuss different inyonim biyachas to a yard site as we will uh, see during this year. And now there are a lot of many many inyonim in the topics we will touch on on tonight's year, and to being that we are already 15 minutes past uh, in, into it already, number one. Number two, there are a lot of, many, many details. At this stage, we love that we're gonna go through all the details. We'll touch on some of them, just like I said, just uh, to touch on some of them. And Be'ezer Sashem through the year, Be'ezer Sashem will go and and when we come to Parshas Brachios or the different Parshios, excuse me, to the different Parshios where the different these topics are relevant, possibly we'll go and review them. Now this year, through the years, was discussed, but we discussed it in a different context. It was discussed in a context of Parshas Vayigash and uh, in Parshas Miketz and in Parshas Vayigash, etc. Uh, nevertheless, not so much in Parshas Bezei Sabrocha, but it's all connected. So I would appreciate, it would be appreciated if you can take out a Chumash Bereshis, a Chumash Bereshis, and also a Chumash Dvorim, in order, in order for us to zero in onto the different Inyana we will discuss. Many of you out there, Mistamba, already I see some smirking and smiling, already have an idea what we're going to talk about. So I'll call upon him, let's go on. If it's a review for certain people, so it's a wonderful thing, and we have to, it's not good enough to review according to Hilchas Talmaturah, we have to also be Mechadosh, so there will be some additional information hopefully here tonight. Okay. In in Parshas Bezoi Sabrocha we read, Moshe Rabbeinu, Right, it's Bezois Abrocha Shaberach Moshe Isha Holy Kim as Bnei Yisroel Lefnei Moisoi. So in Bezois Abrocha, in Kapitel Lamed Gimel Posuk Zayin, says in the Posuk Bezois Le Yehuda VaYoimar Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda VeEl Amoy Tvienu Yadov Rov Loi VeEzer Mitzorov Tihiye. Rashi brings the definition pshat of this Posuk. And this is a Gemara in, Mesichte, in, in many Mesechtes. The Rogat Shover is Mitzayin to the different Mesechtes. It's Be'iker, it's found in Mesechta Makos, Daf Yud Aleph Amud Beis, and thereafter in Mesechta Babakama, Daf Tzadik Aleph Amud Beis, Val Derech Zeh, in Mesechta Soita, Daf Zayin. And let me just share with you what, if you take out a Rashi, Rashi on the spot already tells us in short what the Gemara says. Uh, and that is as follows. I'll bring to your attention what the Gemara says. The Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says, let me tell, let's, let, let's start with the beginning of the Gemara in Mesech Tamakis. Gemara says, Omar Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Rav, Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Rav, Nidui al-Tnai Tzori Hafora. If someone was placed in Nidui or a self-imposed Nidui, Nidui would mean 
a ban or if one is ostracized. That's the way it's translated because we know we will possibly interchange from Nidu to Cheyrem. Even though generally we don't say the word Cheyrem, they say they don't, people refrain, Poskim refrain from using that word because it's a very harsh term. They say the Loshan Ramach, Ramach, they don't say Cheyrem because Ramach, as we'll go on to see, has the same Oisios of Ches Reish Mem. They don't even say the word, they either say it, Barosh is Ches Reish Mem or Ramach, but this is referred to either. So like I say, Nidu, but we're talking in learning, so we should understand what we're talking about. Nidu would mean uh, plainly translated a ban, or if one is ostracized, this can be also a self-imposed ban, or self-imposed, someone places himself, self-imposed, ostracizes himself, self-imposed. And Cheyrem, is excommunication, excommunication. Now the facts are that the, as the Rambam says, the Rambam brings the halachas of Nidu and Cheyrem, Dafke and Hilchas Talmud Torah. Would you believe it? Now who would ever believe that the Rambam brings all the protein yonim and the details of Hilchas Nidu and Cheyrem, Dafke and Hilchas Talmud Torah. That's why it's important for Yidin to learn. I recently heard a story that a Rosh Hashiva, who was a big London and a big going, called up a Lubavitcher yeshiva on a public telephone and didn't introduce himself, but they knew who he is. And he asks this bocher who answers the public telephone, maybe he can tell him, where is in the Rambam and Hilchis Kibbut Ava'im found in the Rambam? Why? Because this Rosh Yeshiva was learning Seyed and Ezekiel and learning Baba Kamba, Baba Metziah, Baba Basra. So he had no clue, even though I don't understand the, the, what this fellow was recording. It was recorded, I read it somewhere. But I'll call upon him, he was in London, and he asks the one who answers the telephone on in a, in a, in a public phone. You know, once upon a time, there used to be public telephones. It's going back a couple of years before they had these hand phones, and it was a public phone. And the kid, the yeshiva phone, he answers the phone, a kid. He must have been a teenager. And he, he answers, and the fellow asks him on the other line. They later found out it was a Rosh Yeshiva. And he asked, maybe he can tell him, he understood that the Lubavitcher Chassidim learned Rambam, so maybe he can tell him where Hilchas Kibbut Avaim is found in the Rambam, because he had no clue. And the Bocher was able to tell him, yes, that it's in Hilchas Mamrim. He was able to tell him on the spot, the Bocher Aposhete Bocher, Nishkin Saratayre, Unishkin London, Unishkin Grace Yacha Bedam, Aposhete Bocher. Nor then, like Eden, know a lot in Yonemishas. You can be, you have to be the biggest London. But if you learn Daf Yoimi, you know and you remember, so you know and Yonim and Shas. Even if you're not the biggest London. That's a gewaltige thing. If you learn Rambam, so you could know, even though you're not the biggest London. So, therefore, the Bokha learned Rambam and he was able to tell him on the moment, on the spur of the moment, he was able to tell him, yeah, it's in Hilchas Mamrim. And he told him also in which safer of the Rambam is. And he was stuck in his pole, the Rosh Hashiva was in his pole. The Taka saw what Givaltik is after the Takon of Limadar Rambam helped him. I'll call upon him. Just want to say, you want to make a bet? You'll ask them cup. Well, I'm letting you know. It's in Hilchas Talmud Torah. You would think in Ilkhas Talmudatari is telling you about Ilkhas Limadatari. No, the Rambam has all the details of Nidu Vecher and Dafkin, Ilkhas Talmudatari and Perik Zayn. So I'm sorry for that, but that was a Mamer Amuzgur, but it was a good one. Let's go on. The Iker. So the Rambam will tell us, if you'll take out a Rambam, you'll see that Muhram, one who was excommunicated, is more severe and has more severe restrictions than one who was placed 
in Nidui, right? So even though we're going to interchange from Nidui to Cherem, from Cherem to Nidui, but realize that there are details. If you want to see the details in Rambam Hilchas Talmatariya Perik Zion, so Nidui is not as severe as Cherem, and therefore, uh, nevertheless, we're going to interchange. So, uh, and like I said, Nidui is called, is banned or uh, ostracized, and Cherem is excommunication. Let's go on. So the Gemara says as follows. The Gemara says a in this Gemara, it's a Chiddush Godel. That if one is placed in Nidui, or if it's a self-imposed Nidui, so even if it was imposed or was placed conditionally, it was comp- it was placed and it was in- it was placed on condition with a condition with a stipulation. So normally we know that when a Misa when there is a Misa and a Tanai, right? When a Tanai, a stipulation is made, a condition is introduced by a Neder, someone makes a vow, or someone makes a Shavua. So the same should apply also by the Nidui and the Cherem, like the Ritva explains, that we find the Dinim of Tanoim, right? Is a Allah of a Tanai. You may make a stipulation by Gitin when someone is Megarish, or a husband is Megarish's wife, divorces his wife. He can do it based on a condition. She can make the condition. There is a bakidushin, right? When he means mekadesh the woman, when he betroths the woman. So there too, he, uh, it, it can be done unconditioned, or she can make the condition. There is a by nidorim or by shvuis, and the same applies by nidu v'cheirim. It can be unconditioned. So the Gemara is mekadesh. Now, normally, if it's unconditioned, so it depends. If we meet the condition, so then it's binding. If we don't meet the condition, so because it's dependent on the condition, so then it's not binding, etc., etc., etc. But the Gemara is not mechadish, that nidui al tonight, sorry, hafora. Now the fact is that we can annul, we can annul just like we can annul a vow, and we can annul a shvur, right? There's a foras aneder, natoras aneder, either the husband or the father, depending, depending if it's his wife or it's his daughter. Or it's a betrothed woman, etc. Or the chacham is matter the neder, right? In parshas nedorin, there's a torah's nedorin. Al we can annul a nidu your chayrim. It can be it can be an annulment. So when one makes one is there is a nidu your chayrim, it has to be annulled in order for one to be released from the nidu your chayrim. Now, if it depends on a condition, so the chayrim, if it's a, it depends on the condition. If you don't meet the condition, if in other words, if you fulfill the condition, you say that the person should be a nidui if the condition is not filled. But if you fulfill the condition, the nidui shouldn't be binding. So that should be, that should apply just like it applies by neder and it applies by shvua and it applies by all the halachas in Torah. The same should apply where by nidui. That if you say that the nidui should only be is imposed and will be placed only when on this condition, but if a condition is uh, uh, kept. In other words, you fulfill the condition. The nidu is not there, it should work. So the Gemara is mechadish. Says Rabbi Yudam Arav, nidu yal Not good enough, even though it was made on condition, imposed conditionally, nevertheless, it requires annulment. And if it's not annulled, the person is still bound up with the nidu. And whatever nidu brings along with it. The Gemara says, where do we know this from? Says the Gemara, we know it from where? We know it from Yehuda. We know it from Yehuda. And the Gemara says a fascinating thing about the skeleton of Yehuda. Very unfortunate information. And this is brought in Rashi on Chumish. Rashi brings in a Chumish on the possible Yehuda by And the Gemara says 
that for 40 years, says the Gemara, what, uh, for 40 years, says the Gemara, excuse me, what happened with, we know it from Yehuda, what happened by Yehuda? If you take out a Chumash in Parshas uh, Vayigash, excuse me, you take out a Chumash in Parshas Miketz, sorry, in Parshas Miketz, take out your Chumash Bereshis, so in Parshas Miketz, it was the issue where you, Yosef at Sadiq becomes aware that they have a younger brother, Binyamin, right? In other words, it's brought to Yosef's attention. Yosef knew, but the brothers, they didn't recognize each other. At least the Yosef recognized them, but they didn't recognize Yosef. So they happened to blur out that they have a younger brother, Binyamin. The male Yosef said that the, uh, you, there's no way I'm going to release Shimon. Right? You have to leave Shimon behind unless you bring back your younger brother, Binyamin. And they come back to Yaakov Avinu and they tell Yaakov that Yosef, the leader of the tribe, said to us that there's no way, there's only unless you've sent back Binyamin. And Yaakov hesitated to send Binyamin back to Mitzrayim for different reasons, as the Chumash says. Comes Yehuda, Yehuda says clearly in the Chumash, take out a Chumash, Parsha ben Gimel, Pasuk Tes, Anoichi e'ervenu, miyodi tivakshenu, imloi ha'viyesi ve'lecha, ve'itzaktiv lefanecha, ve'chotosi lecha kol hayamin. I'll translate it plainly in English. He says as follows, I will guarantee him of my own hand, you can demand him. If I do not bring him back to you and stand him before you, then I will have sin to you for all time. And what does that mean? So the Gemara says, and the Medrash says, that this is referring to the Nidui. Nidui. That he is a self-imposed Nidui. Yehuda, Yehuda, Yehuda placed himself, took upon himself a self-imposed Nidui. If he won't fulfill this, that will bring back Binyamin and present him to his father Yaakov. And he said, If I won't bring him back alive, so Rashi brings from the Medrash that it's not just I will be, he will be Benidui, not just Bo'olam Hazer, but also La'olam Habo. He will be Benidui Bo'olam Hazer or Bo'olam Habo. Now Rashi on the Possek says La'olam Habo, only La'olam Habo. That's the Rashi over here, La'olam Habo. That's in Parshas Miketz and the Tshuvas Tashbats, Chelik Beis, Simenayin Gimel, he seems to learn that it's only it will possibly if we'll have a chance we'll discuss it nevertheless Rashi later on in Parshas Vayigash uh, on the Posuk uh, in Posuk Kapitel Mem Dalet Posuk Lamed Beis Rashi says that he took upon himself to be Menuda he should be Benidui Bebeis Oilomois Boilom Hazer Uboilom Habo okay not so okay, but that's the story. So Rashi learns it's Bebeis Oilamais. The Tajbats takes, in Chuvas Tajbats, he takes issue with the Rashi, where Rashi takes to say that the Nidu is Boilam and Boilam He wants to say it's only Boilam It's not negate the details at this stage. But the Nikudi is that he what? It was a self imposed Nidu. Says the Gemara, it needs Hafara, even when the Tnai is fulfilled, right? What happens at the end? At the end, Binyamin ends up coming back, right? And ends, he ends up sending Binyamin, being that he was became, he was a guarantor that Binyamin will be returning. So therefore, they all travel to Mitzrayim. And after Yosef introduces himself, etc., etc. 
So plainly, the pastors and the Chumash, we learn that the brothers travel back, okay? At least that's the way most Rishonim. In Rabbeinu Bechai, it says, Mefurish so, even though the Pesach doesn't say it explicitly, that Binyamin travels back, it only says all the brothers travel back. It doesn't say Binyamin travels back, but it, and therefore there's a Machloikis a Rishonim. But many Rishonim learn, it says, Mefurish Rabbeinu Bechai, in, uh, in this parsha, in this parsha, in parshas, in parshas Mikates, it quoted, quoted in the Kesef Mishnah, in Hilchas Talmud Torah, Perik Zayin, and he quotes the Rabbeinu Bechai, that Binyamin returns back, Okay, so if he turns back, the pastors we learn that so the, the, the condition was filled, fulfilled. If the condition was fulfilled, so the uh, if so the 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 the, the nidui should be he should be released from the nidui. Nevertheless, says the Gemara, unfortunately, as follows: says the Gemara, and the Gemara goes on to say in the sechta, in the sechta, excuse me, in, in the sechta Marcus, and this is also found, like I said, in Baba Kama and Soita, that for forty years, Oive, for forty years, listen to this: Kol Oisen Arboim Shana Shahoyu Yisrael Ban Midbar. All forty years that the Eden were in the wilderness. At Smoisov shall Yehuda Hayum Yehuda's bones were rolling in the coffin. Mo'indik. Why? Because of his self-imposed nidui. So yeah, what's going on? For forty years, his bones were rolling in in the in the coffin, meaning his skeleton was no longer intact. And Rashi says, even though the remains of the rest of the brothers, by contrast, were intact. Rashi says. Nevertheless, the remains of Yehuda, his skeleton was not in, intact. And the reason is because he was binidui. So what about it? Why does it affect his bones? So the Torah's Chaim, Rabbi Avram Shur, who was a Talmud, Talmudi of the Ramah, in his spirit, Torah's Chaim, on Mesech the Bavakam at Tzadik Beis, he says, being that because the Gemara says, Mesech the sorry, the Gemara says, in Mesech the Moit Koton Daf Yud Zayin, Says the Gemara based on the Psukim. Uh, let me take out a Gemara and I'll share it with you. The Gemara says in as follows. The Gemara says, uh, Where is it? Give me a second. says the Gemara. Uh, the Gemara says, The Gemara says, The Amar Ishlokish, they're Psukim. And he says, Based on Psukim, the Gemara says, There's a Posik which says, and the city should be Cherem. Cherem Ches Men means is numerical value is 200 and what and 48, correct? So that is, in other words, when uh, uh, the, the city is, so to speak, in a mode of excommunication. So that is 248. And when it's released, it says, What is Beruges Rachem Tizger? When this Ruges is Berachem Tizger. Rachem, Rachem. Its numerical value is 248. That means HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Rachmonus is to release the person from the 248 uh, Nidui, which affects his bones. In other words, the Gemara says that the Cherem, is it corresponds cherem cherem resh is the numerical value of resh memches and it corresponds to the 248 limbs of a person. The mela that's so that's what the sefer teres chaim says. That's why Yehuda's limbs weren't intact 
because unfortunately he was benidui becherem and therefore it affected his 248 limbs and therefore the skeleton wasn't intact. It was rolling in the coffin. Okay, so that's what happened through the 40 years. So we see why we still, he, it was, it was fulfilled. The condition was fulfilled. Nevertheless, there has to be an additional clear uh, annulment, says the Gemara. And when did it fix up? Says the Gemara, this came when Moshe Rabbeinu in Parshas Brocha says, Says the Gemara, when was it fixed up? And when does everything come back into place? This uh, became fixed up when Moshe Rabbeinu was mispalil to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And he said, Moshe Rabbeinu says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what? And the, the Gemara explains, why does it say the Pasuk, the Brach of Yehuda near Reuven? And it says, Rashi says this, Vizoisli Yehuda, what's the sequence to Reuven? Says the Gemara, Moshe Rabbeinu said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, who brought about that Reuven should admit up to his sin. So Moshe Rabbeinu prayed, Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda. Hashem should hearken to the voice of Yehuda. And that to allow his remains to find rest in the coffin. Says the Gemara, the Gemara goes into details and Rashi brings some of it, that every section of this, these words of the apostle, Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda, that brought about it fixed up and corrected and a correction for Yehuda that he ended up being part and parcel of the of the Bezin Shalmaila and he was able to participate in the whole Diyun in the Limodatoira and Talmudira and the Piskealochis, the Maila and the Mesifta de Rokia. So, like I say, take out your Rashi, you take out these three Gemaras and you'll find it there. So this is what we find. The Dafkin, Parshas Brocha, Meshur Rabbeinu is mispelled to HaKadosh Baruch And the Loshan of the Gemara is, if you take a look at the Loshan of Gemara, the Gemara says, uh, the Gemara's Loshan is, uh, excuse me, the Gemara says, A kol oisen arboim shona shahi Yisrael b'amidbar shal Yehuda. The bones of Yehuda were migulgolim ba'orain, ubikesh olav rachamim. And Moshe Rabbeinu was mevakesh olav rachamim. I would just like to say, based on what we finished saying, about the numerical value of the reshmem ches and the ches reshmem, as the Teres Chaim explains that it affects the skeleton, the bones, so therefore we can appreciate what the Gemara is medayik in all these three places that Moshe Rabbeinu, Omad, it says, Omad Moshe, look at the kefal aloshin, Omad Moshe, ubikesh olav rachamim. That's the Lashna. What does it say? Ubikesh olav rachamim. He beseeches HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's mercy because dafka the rachamim. That's the rachim. That's the resh memches, which the rachmonas, which is the rachim, which is lebenegei to the evorim of the Odom. Which interestingly, can I bring to your attention another thing? And this is as follows. This is found, we say this weekly, in the in the Musaf, before the Tvilas Musaf, in the Avarachamim, in the Avarachamim, okay? In the Avarachamim, we say, we don't say it when we don't say Tachnun, but the coming week, the Pashas will be saying the Avarachamim in the Tvilas Musaf, before Ashrei, after the Yukum Purkon. So we say the Avarachamim, which is Askoris Neshama, is for the Mesim, okay? And what do we say there? So interesting, you take out our Rabbi Yankiv Endensider, and he says that we are masked the living, a masked neshama is for the mason. And where do we find that the living, a masked neshama is for the mason? 
sagt der Rabbi eingewenden. Und was sehen wir, find Tfilas Achayim Ba'ad HaMesim, because of, we're in Parshus Mezoyz HaBrocha, Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda. So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu, who is Bachayim, is mispalled for Yehuda, for the Mesim, that it should be Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda, that's Askoras Nishomois for Yehuda, that's from there, that is the source for Askoras, Askoras Nishomis, Maskirin Askoras Nishomis. Now, interestingly, uh, we will find, I believe, a novel based on the water Rogachover is Mechadish in Parshas Vezay Sabrocha. I hope if I don't say it, please remind me, because with this we can appreciate an interesting text in the Avarachamim, which I haven't seen the Mephorshim explain. But let's move on because it's getting very, very, very late. Okay, and this is as follows. Now, immediately, the Ritva, the Ritva asks the question, why should this, the case of Nidu be different than, we mentioned this and highlighted this before, why should the case of Nidu and Cheren be different than any other Tanai, any other stipulation, any other condition? By Nidorim, Nidovois, etc., Nidorim and Shvuas, why over here we have to have it even when the condition is met, Nevertheless, we need an additional annulment. Why is it so? So interesting, the Ritva wants to say as follows, and it's found, this Lamais of the Pirush, that's what the Ritva asks. So someone is saying, and someone in Kipshuti, that brings out that there's a certain severity in Nidui and Cheren, which is not found in any other din. And that's why these, these uh, stringencies apply here at Dafke, not anywhere, not anywhere else. But... Other Mephorshim put it in context of all the halachas of conditions and stipulations. And this is found Mephorshim in the Toysvis. The Toysvis in the Sikhta Makkah of Yudala from the base and referenced in the Hagoyes of Rabbi Kiva Eger and also the Rabbi Chover. And there's references of Toysvis in the Sikhta when there it's brought in the name of Rabbeinu Tam, it's Mephurish and Toysvis, it's more clear, clearer in the Toysvis, in the Sichtik Subis, but it's also quite obvious in the Toysvis and Mesechta Makas. And this is thereafter recorded in the tour in Yeridea Simishin Lamedalid, in the name of Rabbeinu Tam. And that is as follows. And they say, because we derive this halacha from Yehuda, it has to have all the guidelines. It has to be identical to the case of Yehuda. In other words, if we derive this din of nidui, that a nidui al tnai, if it's made unconditioned, so we say we have to, in other words, it's, it still needs to be annulled. It ha, it's, it has, the tnai has to be, when does that apply? If it's identical to the case of Yehuda. But not every case is it so. And with this, he explains how it really is identical to all other cases of conditions by Neder and Shvu. And that is as follows. He says, you know why the case of Yehuda, says Rabbeinu Tam, was a, such a case where that even if he makes, makes conditions, nevertheless, and he seems to everything seems to meet up, and Yibinyamin is brought back. Nevertheless, nevertheless, it has to still have an annulment, and because there wasn't an annulment, therefore Yehuda's bones are still rolling in the coffin and we need the Tvilas Moshe. Says Rabbeinu Tam, because when this condition was made, this stipulation was made, Yehuda made this stipulation, 
He was unsure if he can fulfill the condition. What was the condition? That we're going to bring Binyamin to, to Mitzrayim and we'll present him to Yosef and then I'll bring him back and I'll present him to you living. Now was Binyamin, was Yehuda 100% sure that he's going to be able to bring him back? Did it depend on him? It's going to have to depend on Yosef. Who knows if Yosef will release him or not? So Bimele says, the Rabbeinu Tam, when a person makes a condition, and the condition, he, it's a self-imposed nidu, let's say, right? Like in the case of Yehuda. But the condition is such a condition which I control the condition. The one who implemented the condition controls it, and he's in control. And if he makes the condition, so then we say that the nidui is dependent on that condition and that stipulation. And therefore, if it's met, so then the nidui doesn't, is not binding and it all falls away. But because the condition was introduced here, that what it will be dependent on Yosef and therefore Yehuda wasn't sure about it. Nevertheless, he says that he will be benidui. So Bimela, therefore, it's as if he would have made and took upon himself the self-imposed nidui without a condition at all. Because he wasn't even sure he fulfilled the condition. So it, he was, so to speak, as if to say that he's prepared to be a guarantor under all conditions, even if it's not going to be able to be implemented. And in addition, the Ritva ad adds, that Yaakov also said, Pen Yaakov was also worried. Who knows if that, something's going to happen on the way while they travel? And he'll never come back alive. Nevertheless, Yehuda takes upon himself to guarantee. So therefore, the Rabbeinu Tam and explained and elaborated in the Ritva, they say, ah, only in a case where the condition is besophic, where it's in question if you can fulfill the condition, and it's someone else has to, so to speak, undo it or, or allow you to undo it, etc. Only then do we say that even if the condition is met, then or it's not met, so then the mice, the needy will be won't be dependent on it, and you need an additional annulment. But when it's a normal condition, so then definitely if the condition is met. So then the nidui is not binding. If the condition is not meant, met, so then the nidui is binding and you don't need an additional annulment. With that, we put the case of nidui identical to all other cases. And like I said, the tour brings, records this din in the name of Rabbeinu Tam in tour in Shin Mishil Amadadad in Yerudea. And it's recorded la the Mechaber Paskins that way in Simen Shin Lamedalid, Sif Lamed, take a look there, and the Be'er HaGoyle, Rab Moshe Rafkash, the elder, elder Zayda of the Vilna Goin, in his Agois, is Mitzayin to this Gemara and this Rabbeinu Tam. Okay, the Tur B'Shem Rabbeinu Tam. That's one take. There is another, many other Biurim to explain why there is a need for additional annulment, even though the condition is met seemingly, in other words, like in this case, there's another beer in the Ritva, and that is, there's two ways how to understand this Ritva. One way to understand this Ritva is that actually Binyamin never came back. Binyamin never came back. It doesn't say the Chumash Binyamin came back. Rabbeinu Bechai says he came back. The Kesef Mishnah brings in the name of Rabbeinu Bechai that he came back. But the Ritva seems to, to learn and also was understood from the Meiri that Lav Dafka he came back. 
Nevertheless, why is it still cold that the conditions seem to be filled? Why? Because he's secure. He assured Yaakov that Binyamin is okay. He's safe. In other words, they came back telling and describing Yaakov Avinu how everything is perfectly all right. He's safe. Binyamin's safe. Nothing to worry about. He's alive. It's all good. So Bimele says the Ritva, because it was only fulfilled in a mode of Ritsui, it, so, so to speak, they made Yaakov feel comfortable, but he wasn't actually implemented by Pearl Mamish. He wasn't brought back in a physical sense, in the physical sense, even though Yaakov was content and secured and assured that Binyamin's okay. Therefore, this case needs an additional annulment, but not every standard case. This is an exceptional case. Now, interesting, the Rogachover has, a, 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 to some degree, a type of uh, analysis like that, but not exactly. And that is as follows. The Rogachover going says, if we'll take out the Chumash, we will see an interesting thing. And that is, in your Chumash, in Parshas, uh, in Parshas Miketz, when Meshurab, when Yaakov, uh, when Yehu, Yehuda is speaking to his father, what does he tell his father? He tells his father, I'm a guarantor. He says, I'm going to bring him back and I will present him to you. I will. He makes it very clear. I will bring him back and I will present him to you. Okay. Says the Rabbi Shover further in Parshas Vayigash. In Parshas Vayigash, it's also very clear <clears throat> that... Uh, Yaakov, Yehuda says, speaks to Yosef at Tzadik, and he says to him, He makes it very clear that he told, he tells Yosef that he told his father, I'm going to bring him back, right? Nevertheless, nevertheless, excuse me. So he says, so listen, nevertheless, Yehuda goes on to say, what does Yehuda say? Yosef didn't want to release Binyamin, correct? And Yehuda says, I'm the guarantor. And therefore Yehuda is making the whole fuss with Yosef. But he makes it very clear. I said to my father, I will bring him back. Nevertheless, listen to the compromise Yehuda comes up with. He tells Yosef, he says, let your servant remain in place of Binyamin and let Binyamin go up with his brothers. Look what's going on here. In other words, Yehuda was satisfied to tell Yosef that I will replace Binyamin and Binyamin will go on his own. Says the Rabbi Shavar going, what's going on? And what was in Yehuda's head? What was in Yehuda's head? How if he made the vow to his father that he will bring him back and present him, how is it good that Binyamin is sent back and he remains behind? So the Arachayim HaKadosh asks the question, and the Arachayim answers, Even though he said to his father, I'll bring him back, but he sends them back with the other brothers and it's good enough. The messenger of a person is as if he is himself doing it. So therefore he has his brothers bring Binyamin back and that's called that he's fulfilling his condition. 
That's the way the Rechaim HaKadosh says. Now, there's a whole deliberation about this in the works of Rabbi. There's a sefer from the, the Chabina Rosh Yeshiva, Rabbi Baruch Shemeshneris in Olav HaSholem, on the Rechaim HaKadosh, and he wants to say that it can't be the mode of shlichus that is making him as a messenger because the concept of shlichus doesn't apply to non-Jews. So you're going to have to say that they have a din of a Benoyach. They don't have a din of a Benoyach. They have a din of a Yehudim, Bnei Yehuda, Bnei Yisrael. That's one thing he wants to say. But other Mepharshim claim now that even if they have a din of Bnei Noyach, the Ovois or the Shvatim have a din of a Bnei Noyach. The, the Mishnah Lamelech discusses it in Parashas Drachim. It brings from different Mepharshim. It's a question if they had a din of a Bnei Noyach or the Bnei Yisrael. But I'll call upon him. So others want to say, even if they have a din of a Benoyach, but there's a concept of shlichos from a guy to a guy. So they're all going. So therefore it can work. That's what some of Farshim want to say. But the Rabbi Shavar Goin has an interesting take, and he explains Yehudis Cheshm was a Pasha Techeshm. It's not just that Yehuda is sending Binyamin, it's Yehuda replacing Binyamin. In other words, the only basis that Binyamin is able to be returned to his father is because Yehuda sits in for Binyamin. The man therefore, the Rugged Shover says, it's not just. In other words, he doesn't bring the other Mephorshim, but that's the way he learns. In other words, if Yehuda wasn't the one who was sitting in, and he just sends Binyamin off with the other brothers, then you have to say the Pshat of Shlichas. But if Yehuda sits in and replaces Binyamin, so it's as if he himself is going. Because only the Koyach of this that Yehuda is sitting in for Binyamin is, able, is Binyamin able to go back. So that's why it's actually regarded as if he's actually presenting Binyamin himself to his father. That was Yehuda's cheshm. So it says the Rabbi Shavu, that's fine. So it's not a compromise. But the facts are as follows. The facts are that the brothers do return, but because Yosef releases them and they're able to come back. Says the Rabbi Shavar, there's still a problem. Because now that Yosef releases them, we don't need Yehuda to play any role. Binyamin comes out back on his own accord. Ah, Binyamin comes back on his own accord. Now, what was the condition? The condition was that I'm going to bring him back. Because what was the question? The question was, he may not be released. I will bring him back. Says the rugged Shabbat at the end of the day, Yosef never kept him back. So therefore, he let him go on his own. So therefore, Binyamin comes back on his own accord. So he's back Menela without the act of Yehuda bringing him back. Says the Rabbi Shavar going, oh, that's not simple. He brings to our attention a, a Gemara Mesechtim Nozir, that Yudomid Beis, within, now time doesn't allow to elaborate, it's getting late, where there's a Machloik is between Beshameh and Bishilel in relation to Kabbalah's Nazirus. Take a look at the Gemara, and the Rabbi Shavar explains this Gemara as follows. In a case where a person says something has to be performed and it happens on its own. So the Rabbi Shavar says, there's a machlok, it's a Bisham and Bisilu. One man holds that when you say you're going to do it and it happens on its own, it's good enough. And the other man says, when you say you're going to do it and it happens on its own, it's not good enough. So it would seem it's a machlok, and the Rugged Shover himself, based on that, what he says in Mesech, the Nozid of Yud, and he brings many other rise. It would seem that the Rugged Shover learns in the sheet of the Rambam that in a case where a person says he will do it himself and it happens on its own, it's regarded and it's good enough. So in this case, it should be good enough. Nevertheless, 
It seems to be questionable. Bemele, listen to how the Rogachover explains the case of Yehuda. He says as follows, being that Binyamin came back, even though Yehudin didn't bring him, so listen to how the Rogachover learns. Loy Ovar, he wasn't over on the, on the condition. He wasn't over. But to say that he was Mikayamit, we can't say. Kiyum, Kiyum, the true fulfillment would have been if he had to present him. But Lepoil, he never presented him. He came back on his own. The Mela says the Rogachavar alumnus that it's Loyovar, but Loykiyem. The Mela says the Rogachavar, listen carefully, says the Rogachavar, only under such circumstances do we have to be made for the nether again. You get it? That's where we need our forest and nether. Where the nether, one could interpret it as if it was fulfilled, but really it's not fulfilled. Like in this case, we don't have to repeat ourselves. The Mela, therefore, there the Gemara means to say, like the case of Yehuda, only in such a case where loy over, avaloy kiyem, says the Gemara, oh, there you need a forest on nether. That's the psak of the Gemara. But under normal circumstances, if Taka Yehuda would have brought him back, Mamish, you don't need a special Aforos another. That's the take of the Rogachover going. With this, the Rogachover going reconciles Akash of the Rishonim, which all the Rishonim, not all, excuse me, some of the Rishonim, as the Shaila and also the Achroinim. And that is the Rived, the Rived in Hilchas Talmatora Perik Zion asks the Shaila, if it was a self-imposed nidui, why wasn't Yehuda himself undo the nidui? Why didn't he undo it? Why wasn't he? Un- why didn't he annul the nidui? And then says the rivet, why wasn't Yankov made for the nether? Yaakov Avinu could have been made for the nether. Why if the Gemara holds out of Philol tonight? And the Tanai is fulfilled. Nevertheless, you have to annul it. You need an additional annulment. If you needed an annulment, Yehuda could have annulled it. Yaakov could have annulled it. Okay, Lepoel, the Kesef Mishnah brings to our attention, and this is also found in the Ritva, that Dafke Yaakov had to be the one to annul it. Why did it have to be Dafke Yaakov? Because this condition was all based on Yaakov. That's why the condition had to be made. And that's why this guarantee was drawn up. And that's why Yehuda said what he said. And because this was in relation to Yaakov, so only Yaakov had the koyach to annul it. That's what the Kesef Mishnah wants to say. And this is found in the Ritva. The question is, if so, why Taka didn't Yaakov annul it? Why didn't Yaakov annul it? So this is a question which the rival asks and he doesn't answer. He doesn't answer. The Kesef Mishnah claims that Yaakov felt he didn't have to annul it. Why? Because everything was fulfilled. Binyamin came back. And he brings, Yehuda brought Binyamin back. That's what he says. Yehuda came back with Binyamin. That's what it says in the Kesef Mishnah. Well, the Rogachover just finished saying that Islav Dafka, Yehuda may have come back together with Binyamin, but it was Binyamin who presented himself on his own. We didn't need Yehuda to present Binyamin. So that's only a loyovar, but a veloikiyeh. In addition, the Tajbats brings in Chedek Beis and Simenayim Beis a whole discussion because the Nidui was also lo'olam habo. So the, therefore, when the Nidui is lo'olam habo, there's no way to annul it. 
annulment can only help when the nidhi is by lamazeh. So it's if within the realm, if it's in our world, so we can annul it. But when the nidhi takes place in Elam Abba, and we're alive here on this world, we have no effect in Elam Abba. Therefore, it can't be undone because the nidhi was by Elam Abba. Lepoil, this is a machlekes harishoyinim. The Rajba learns that when a nidhi is by Elam Abba, it can be annulled. Rabbeinu, uh, the, uh, Rabbeinu Yeruchim uh, uh, brings from other Rishonim, that it's not so, it's a Mephurish to Mordcha in the Sechta Baba Metziah. And Rabbeinu Yeruchim also discusses it, and it's brought in the Beis Yosef. You see Mishel HaMedaleh, then he references to look into his, to Yeridei Simeresh Chofches, if uh, a Nidui, which is Boilem Habak, can be annulled or not. And the Tajbets in the Chelik Beis, Simenayim Beis, discusses this. We can't go into the details, but the Nikudas Advarim is, they want to say that's why Yaakov Avinu couldn't annul it, and etc., etc. But listen to the Rogachava. We, we need to go on with the Rogachava and therefore wrap it up. The Rogachava going claims the reason why Yaakov didn't annul, even though there was an annulment needed, says the Gemara, and he didn't annul it. Why? Because Yaakov felt that it was good enough that Yehuda wasn't Oiver. Wasn't Oiver. In other words, we explain. He was Loyovar, but Voloykiyem. So Yaakov felt that's good enough. You also, if you'll take out your Rebbe the, the Roma Latoire in Parshas Vezaisa Brocha, and also in Parshas Miketz and in Vayigash, the Rom Rebbe Mizrahi on Rashi also brings different reconciliations. The Arachayim HaKadosh wants to say that the Tnai wasn't binding, the condition that the stipulation was wrong because it wasn't a Tnai Kafel. He didn't repeat himself. A lot of lengthy discussions on this singing. I'm just giving you some references. We're moving on with the Rogachover. So the Rogachover claims the reason why Yaakov Avinu, who is the one who had to annul it, because it was a relation to him. And that's why Yehuda had to do, take upon himself this Nidui. Yaakov Avinu felt there was no need to annul it because Yehuda was an Oiver. The fact is, Binyamin ends up showing up. Nevertheless, says the Rogachover, the Gemara says, Mefurish, that Yehuda's bones are rolling in the coffin for 40 years. Because, says the Rugged Shover, Alpidin, it's not good enough. When you're not Mikhaim, when you're not Mikhaim, the condition, then we need Hafora. You understand what's going on here? True, Yaakov was under the impression, and Yehuda was under the impression. But because Yubin Yamin showed up, there was no need to annul it. But the fact is that Loi Kiyem, that Yehuda wasn't Mikhaim, he didn't fulfill it because he says, I'll present him. And he didn't need to present him. And Itaka doesn't present Binyamin to Yaakov. And Bibaldi wasn't Mikhaim, therefore there's an annulment needed. And because there's an annulment needed, that's why the Gemara says that his bones are rolling for 40 years in the desert. What's going on? Says the Gemara that Moshe Rabbeinu, when? After 40 years! Moshe Rabbeinu's Mispalbah Kodesh Baruchu, and he says, Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda. Now I'm asking you some Moira Moiraim Nishtafarshtein. The Pashtus, you learn the Gemara that, Bikesh all of Rachamim. What does that mean, my Moshe's Mispalbah Kodesh Baruchu? And like the Mephorshim say, according to the ones who say it's a Nidibalim Haba. So he's Mispalbah Kodesh Baruchu, so Akodesh Baruchu allowed him and entered and had him enter Elam Haba. Because Akodesh Baruchu can, can, so to speak, annul a nether which is a Baruchu, but only Akodesh Baruchu can do it. 
The question is, Moshe Rabbeinu, if he was able to do it with his tefillis, he sees the bones of Yehuda rolling for 40 years in the desert. So he waits for the 40th year to be mispal. Why wasn't he mispal earlier? What's Totsavda? Seeing Gansen is the first day. And the Gemara says for 40 years it's rolling, and only in the 40th year, Moshe Rabbeinu is mispal. Shmashem kill Yehuda and his tefillis on his cabal. So listen to a fascinating analysis of the Rabbi Shavar going. The Rabbi Shavar has a lengthy discussion about Moshe Rabbeinu in contrast to Yaakov Avinu. And he explains as follows. Yaakov Avinu in the dream by Yaitzah he has the dream that Malachi Elikim, he has the Sulam, he sees the ladder, and Malachi Elikim, oil in the Yerudim boy. Okay? And what about it? Moshe, Yaakov Avinu says, What's going on? So based on the Meru Nebuchim, he brings as follows, that the Sulam reflects and represents the principle of Elav Olu, Malochim, Malochim of the intermediaries, so to speak. In other words, how do we have all our Ashpois and all our energies and get Lachkait? From Hakadosh Baruch Hu, via Hakadosh Baruch Hu, via the Sarim, via the Malachim, via the, the different etc. etc. The celestial beings etc. etc. Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Mashpia, Tam Yisrael. Yaakov Avinu sees the Sulam, Sulam Mutzavartsa Barashim Agiyah Shemayim Malachay Alekim Oylem Miyerdin Boy. Says the Rabbi Shover going Malachay Alekim Oylem Miyerdin Boy. And how many Malachim were there? So the Gemara says Mefurishim Mesach Dechun Tzadikalafam Bet Beis. That the, the the width the width of the of the ladder was wide enough to hold four malachim. There were two going up and two coming down, and then they meet up and they meet up. That means the width when they meet up, they're coming up and down. So therefore, there are four. The width of it is four four malachim. Says the Rabbi Shavur going a murder dicky thing. Listen to what the Rabbi Shavur going says. There is a major. We have a yid in our in our crowd who has a cousin in New York. Was Kochzich in the ICAs from Gimel and Dalit? Gimel Dalit. Gimel Dalit. The letter is Gimel Dalit. We know there's a chilek between the letter Gimel and the, limel, the, 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 letter, the letter Dalit. One is more than the other. But one is not just one more than the other. The difference between Gimel and Dalit is like two extremes. Listen to what the Rabbi Jabber going says. Rabbi Shabbat Goyim brings to our attention a Talmud Yerushalmi and Mesech the Shabbos and a Talmud Bavli. That Sulam, the halacha, there's a difference between a kisei, a bench, and a Sulam. And it's an afkimin ala halacha, legabi marasayin and muktzah, bishabbos, and yontiv, etc. That's the discussion of the Gemara. And the Gemara says, a Sulam which has four rungs has a din of a Sulam of a ladder. But a Sulam which has three rungs has a din of a kisei, a bench. Not a sulam. If it has three rungs, the rugged shover going says, "What's the difference between three and four? So he says as follows: four, four. We have four malachim on the sulam, and that is a sulam. Number one, sulam generally reflects the four, the number four. And here we had taka have malachim going up and down, and it's taka four malachim. What about it? Says the Rugged Shabbat, when it's four, it's begeder ilavolu. In other words, that the hashpah which reaches Yaakov Avinu is in a mode that he doesn't have it directly from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. He has it via the malachim. That's the concept of the sulam. And there are why dafka four malachim, 
Well, if you learn Kabbalah, or even if you didn't learn Kabbalah, if you learn Samach Vav, or even if you didn't learn Samach Vav, this is reflected in the Gemara Misech the Shabbos and elaborated on in the Kutisichis in many places. And one of the known places is in the Kutisichis where the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Chusi Yogan Aleinu, explains the Gimel Matzis and the Dalat Kaisis. Okay, why is Punkt the Rishonim Esther Shaila? Why is it Punkt Dalit Koises and Matzis, Gimel Matzis? Why not Fakert, etc.? And the Rishonim Esther Shaila. And the Rebbe explains it in this context. But now it's not again what the Rebbe says at this point. Then the Kudus Advarim is Gimel. Gimel means you have a direct connection. Basically, in the words of the Mimer, Gimel is still in the realm of Mashpia. And Dalid is already in the realm of the recipient. Now, does that sound familiar? Not meaning to in the world of the Mashbia and the one who is bestowing energy, it has to go three, go through three stages. That's the way it works in every individual's mind. There are three tzimtzumim, three stages within the Mashbia. And then in the world of the recipient, that's already the fourth stage for the recipient to be a recipient. That means that's the fourth stage. Basically, the concept is that within the, the number three, that's still, so to speak, in the realm of the one who is bestowing energy. But when we're holding in the number four, we're already, so to speak, in the second extreme, that's already in the world and in the realm of the recipient, of the receiver. That's why he's expressed the number four. Now, this is reflected in what the Gemara says in Mesech the Shabbos. The Gemara says that each of the letters, the Hebrew letters, reflect a different message. And the Gemara says, what is Gimel Dalit? says the Gemara, Gimel is Gemoyl, and Dalit is Dal, Dalim. Gemoyl means you should be Mashpiat, be a Gemel Chesed. So we're speaking about the giver. And Dalit is Dalim is the poor man, the one who is poverty stricken, and he is the Dalim. So there's Gmoil Dalim. So that's reflected in the Gimel and the Dalit. Al Pikabola, the Gmoil and the Dalim. Taka makes a difference between the Gimel and the Dalit. So the Rabbi Trevor Gain says, Yaakov Avinu didn't want what was shown to him in the ladder with the four rungs and the four Malachim. He says, what does he misspell to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? He in his dream says, I want Elohim Imodi. I want HaKadosh Baruch Hu a direct, I want a direct channel to HaKadosh Baruch Hu without the intermediate of the Malachim, of these four rungs, of these four, of the stage four. I want to be in the realm of Kisei, Kisei, which the realm of Kisei is the three rungs. And the Rabbi Shavar Goyen says a Moiridika thing. He brings to our attention a Gemara in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah. You know what the Gemara says in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah? Who is my Gemara? The Gemara says in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah as follows. Let me share this with you. The Gemara says in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah as follows. It says, I. No, who is the Gemara? I thought it was in Mesechta Rosh Hashanah. Where is the Gemara? I'm sorry, it's in Mesechta Chulin, that's Tzadik Aleph on the base. I'm very sorry. And the Gemara says as follows. It says that the Malochim, the Malochim in Tzadik Aleph on the base, the, the Gemara says, uh, sorry, the Gemara says, the Malochim are going up the ladder. The Malochim are going up the ladder. It says, Oilin, Umistaklin, Bidiyukna, Shomaila. 
the angels ascended and gazed at the image Shalomailo. What kind of image? So Rashi says they gazed at the image of Yaakov Avinu, which was engraved in the Kisei HaKovoid. Says the Rogachover, you would never believe it. They're only the Rogachover has eyes for it. This laser beam, he notices, look what he plucks out of this Gemara. That you see the Malachim, see Yaakov Avinu above and beyond them. Above and beyond them. They are in the Kisei HaKovoid, and Dafka, whose image is there, is Yaakov Avinu's image is above and beyond. That's why Yaakov Avinu is not interested in the Malachim. He wants something above and beyond it. Says the Rabbi Shavar, based on the Gemara in Tzadik Alephomet Beis. And the Rabbi Shavar brings many other different Gemaras to substantiate this approach in the analysis of the Madrega of Yaakov Avinu. Now then, let's go because we have to finish. The Rabbi Shavar going then goes on to say as follows. The Gemara says in Mesech Tamayit Kotten Daf Yitzayin Amadalev that when one is placed in Nidui by a Chocham or if it's a self-imposed Nidui like in this case of Yehuda, but it related to Yaakov Avinu. And like we said originally, Kesef Mishnah says, therefore we need Yaakov, because it was related to Yaakov, we needed Yaakov to annul it, okay? Listen to what the Gemara says, says the Gemara, and the rhyme, it paskins that way in Hilchas Talmud mentioned the original Hilchas Talmud Torah, Perik Zayin, and this is brought in all the Rishayim on the spot. It's questionable what is the Shittas Rambam in it, and the Sefer Avedis HaMelech from Rav Nachim Karkovsky. He queries if that is the Shittas Rambam, but I'll call upon him from the way it comes out very clear from the Gemara. The Gemara says as follows, there was this individual, always a Talmud Chacham, who wasn't acting accordingly, and therefore he had to be disciplined. So Rav Yehuda put him Benidui, and it so happens to be Nebuch, v'chulu, v'chulu, Rav Yehuda passes away. He's nifter, halach min ha'olam. And this guy still remains benidui. This individual, Talmud Chacham, and he's lost, and he's looking to be released and annulled. He was looking for someone to annul his nidui. And he walks around, and he asks, he comes into the base Medrash, and they're looking for someone, a gavra rabo, who is on the same level as the one who put him in nidui. So the Rishonim say, what was this, this Talmud Chacham's problem? Because Rabbi Yehuda had him excommunicated, had him been put in ostracized, put a ban on him, the only one who can release the ban is only someone who's on the same level who put him into the ban. And he wasn't around. No one around. Rahman is on this Talmud Chacham. Until he ended up meeting up with Rabbi Yehuda Nisiyah, and Rabbi Yehuda Nisiyah, Undid it because he was on the same level, at least according to these Rishonim. That's what the Gemara means. Says the Rabbi Shabbat, according to that, we understand very well. Listen to this now. Moshe Rabbeinu, again, we're looking to reconcile why Moshe Rabbeinu waits 40 years. 40 years. What's going on here? Now, being that Yaakov Avinu had to be the one to annul it and no one else. But if you recall, what was the Madriga of Yaakov Avinu? No one was able to face up and match up with Yaakov, even Moshe Rabbeinu, says the Rabbi Shavar Goyim. What happened by Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe Rabbeinu says to HaKadosh Baruch Hareini no es kvoidecho. Show me your face. Says HaKadosh Baruch to him, Viroisa es achoyrai ufonai lo yero. Says the Rabbi Shavar, the Gemara says, what did he show him? He showed him the Kesher Shaltfilin. What is the Kesher Shaltfilin? 
of the Tvilin Shal Rosh. The Tvilin Shal Rosh is Kesher is a Dalid. He's a Dalid. And even those high certain people have two Dalids. But it's either one Dalid one way or a turned over Dalid. They're two Dalids. If you're asking Asfar, Bari, whatever. But it's a Dalid of the Rosh Rosh. The Shalyad is a Yud. And he brings like this, based on Rabbi Nutan, that the Yud, the way the Yud is written, there's a dot and then a, 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 a crown on top of the dot and a crown on the bottom of the dot. That's a Yud. Those are three. That's the Gimel. A Yud of the Trill and Shalyad, that's the Gimel. That identifies with the Gimel. And that's why it says, The Shalyad can't be exposed. Because it's something of essence. Of essence, it can be revealed. That only Yaakov Avinu was able to tap into. But Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, You won't be able to match up and tap into my essence. Even though Moshe Rabbeinu was, the Gemara says in Yavomis, was Amira. He had a clear vision, but it was only in the Dalit. He didn't have, he didn't have the essence. He wasn't able to tap into the essence. It was the Tvilin Shal Rosh. And the Tvilin Shal Rosh's Kesher is the Achorai and only that. Oh, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't able to annul it for all the 40 years. Says the Rabbi Chavar, in the 40th year in Parshas Vizayis HaBrocha. And here the Rabbi Chavar says something fascinating. When you learn the Gemara B'Pashtus, and that's the way all the Mephoshim learn, Moshe Rabbeinu was mispalled by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu annulled it, correct? And HaKadosh Baruch Hu let him enter. But it was due to Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah. He was the, uh, the Bet Rachmin. That's what it seems from the Gemara. Says the Rabbit Shavar, Pshat in the Gemara is, Moshe Rabbeinu was may fear the Nidui. It was a foras Nidui. The is, who can be may fear the Neder? Or who can be made for the Nidui and the Cheren? You have to be on the same level, on the same Adrega. As who? As Yaakov Avinu, he wasn't on the same level. And he brings a Sifri in Parshas Baha'u'l-Aischa. You know what the Gemara says? I'm a foolish Sifri, sorry. Till now we spoke about the Keshe film. The Sifri says that Moshe Rabbeinu was on of Mikola, Odom Asher Alpnei Ha'adoma. So the Sifri brings on of Mikola, Odom Asher Alpnei Ha'adoma, Chutz Mehaovis. There's one exception. Our ancestors, the patriarchs, the Ovois, Moshe Rabbeinu was more humble than everybody. And then it explains it means from all the living people in his day, but not from the others who preceded him. So it's a Mephurish Sifri, even though there's a Machlekes there. But Stoma the Sifri, the Sifri is of the opinion that what? That Moshe Rabbeinu is an honor of Mikola Adam, but the others are greater than him. Then Moshe. I'm a foolish Sifri in Pashas Ba'aloischa. We're in Pashas Ba'aloischa. We speak about all the Givaldi Kamailas of Moshe Rabbeinu. Nevertheless, according to the Sifri, it's the honor of Mikola Adam Chutzmi Ha'avos. Yaakov Shtet Hechavi Moshe Rabbeinu. Says the Rugged Shabbat, therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't be made for the Nidui all the 40 years. What happened in Pashas Bezai Sabrocha? Moira Meroids of the Rugged Shabbat. It wasn't Moshe Rabbeinu's Tvila. It was Moshe Rabbeinu's Koyach of Hafara. Why was that able to be implemented? Dafka in Parshish Vizoy Sabrocha. Let's open the Chumish. Moshe Dikazachn. It says Vizoy Sabrocha Shabirach Moshe 
Ish Ha'Elokim. Nowhere in the Torah is Moshe Rabbeinu described as Ish Ha'Elokim. The Getlich Hermensch. Ah, Getlich? Getlich is not Moshe Rabbeinu. Ish Ha'Elokim. Ish Ha'Elokim? That was on the day of his Ptira. That was on Vizayis Abrocha. Only then did he become Ish Ha'Elokim. Ah, if that day he became an Isha Alekim, and the Rogachover goes on to say, not just Isha Alekim, we find at the end of his Isabrocha, we also find a fascinating description of Meshur Abenu. What does it say? It says a Meshur Abenu, what does it say in the Chumash? The Chumash says, excuse me, the Chumash says, uh, I'm going to give me a second. What is an Eved? Okay, I don't want to go into the details. But basically an Eved, if you say someone is an Eved of someone else, he has no identity. His whole essence is homotseus, is the essence of the what of the other. That's the only time you find Moshe Rabbeinu described as Eved Hashem. The name is Only at this stage was Moshe Rabbeinu able to be Mayfer, because only then did he reach the level of Yaakov Avinu. And guess what? The Gemara says, Mefurish the Rogachava substantiates it, because what can sein Hecher be getlich? And the Ramban explains that was Estisha Olikim. That means he had the Hasoge, another Rishayim say, the Hasoge of, of the essence of HaKadosh Baruch And that's why it says in this Chumish at the end, in Parshas Brocha, what does it say? It says, Now if you learn Chasidus in Kabbalah, you know that HaKadosh Baruch has many names. Yudkei Vavkei, Kel, Alikim, Design Shem, Shedin, Mchakim. But what is Ponim? When it says, Yair Hashem, that is the essence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's nothing above and beyond that. So when we say, that is the level Moshe Rabbeinu reaches, his Isha Lekim, his Getlich, his Ebed Hashem, it's Ponim Beponim, but mainly he reaches up to the levels of what of Yaakov of Venus, and then he's Bikoyach to be made for the Neder. The Mefer the Nidui. And the Rogachavar goes on to bring to our attention that the Gemara says in the Sechta Rosh Hashanah, Tafchafalif, that the, the Mentes, there were, there were 49 Sharei Bino, 49 gates of understanding of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which were given into the world. And the Gemara says, Moshe uh, Rabbeinu knew all of the Mentes, the 49, all right, and that's the meaning of Vatechasreu Maat Me'elokim. Sitemepis Gefelt Maat Me'elokim. The Gemara refers this to Moshe Rabbeinu that Maat Me'elokim, he was missing the Shar Hanun. The Shar Hanun. You know what the Rogachavar Goin says? Listen, Moira Moiroim. Says the Rogachavar Goin, on the day Beyemi Sasai, he was Zoycha to the Shar Hanun. And you want to know something? It's a Mufurishah Arizal. You know what the Arizal says? Says the Arizal, is nun boy. That Moshe Rabbeinu on that day, he was Zoycha to the Shar Hanun. Now there's nothing higher and above and beyond that. That's the loftiest level. And interestingly, you know what the Mephorshim say? A gewaltige thing. They say as follows. 
that it says, what does it say in the Chumash? Moshe, you know what Mayav is? Numerical value of Mayav is 49. Doesn't take long to add up. You don't need a calculator for that. 49, that's Mayav. Vayal Moshe Meyar Mayav. He elevates himself. He goes up from the 49 Sha'arim, El Har Nevoi, that he reaches up to the Shara Nun. The Mela therefore says to Rabbi Chavar Goin, that's the Pshat that Moshe Rabbeinu was mispelled Dafk in the 40th year, because only then he was able to be Mefer, what uh, Yehuda needed the Mefer the Nidu. I will want to therefore conclude with the Pshat. You didn't remind me, but I remembered, and that is, in the, like I say, the Avar Rachamim, which we say every Shabbos. I'm finishing now. We say Avar Rachamim every Shabbos, and that is the Askoras Neshomis for the Mason. And Rabbi Yankiv Enten says that what? That that the Tfilah is Ba'ad HaMesim, right? And this is the concept of Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda. You know, how often do you find that Moshe Rabbeinu is mentioned as Isha Olikim? It says Tfilah LeMoshe Isha Olikim. It's very infrequent that we mention Moshe and describe him as Isha Olikim. Dafke in Avarachamim, you know what it says? Kakosuv Besoras Moshe Ish ha'elikim, ploim. I wondered for Vostav Stein, Dafkedo, that Kakosov Besoras Moshe Ish ha'elikim. But according to Rabbi Chover, it's Yuntak, because the whole union that he was able to say Shema Hashem Kol Yehuda, and his words were accepted by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, is because he reached the level of Yaakov Avinu, or even above and beyond that. And what is that expressed? It's expressed Dafke in this that he was an Isha Olikim. And from there we know that the Mechayim Amispal Adam Eisim, which according to Rabbi Shavu, that's the Geder of Aforas Hanidu. With this we end, and therefore uh, may it be Taka that our Libadatura should bring Aliyah Sadashoma, Leschus von Chaya Yuta Bas, Rabchanoi Chenech Akoyen, Yashikoyach for coming, and Be'ezus Hashem Zolderoibish again, that we should have Koyach to learn Torah, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us, we should be inspired from Simchas Torah, that all year we should be Sameach B'Simchas Torah, Moshe Yaakov Sameach B'Simchas Torah, Moshe Sameach B'Simchas Torah, against your Freilach, against your Lamentansen with Limit Torah, we have to learn Torah B'Simcha, and definitely the Rogat Shover takes us far away, and makes us, and brings out the Torah, brings out the fascinating in Yonim and Torah, so that's the connection of the Zeus Abrocha. So all take a sign, the Zeus Abrocha, Yidin zal haben take a good gebenched year. We go and get to the Chodesh Cheshm. So sign the all of us without the winter zal haben a gesunden winter. So Yidin should take a be safe. So all of us have a gesunden winter. And the all of us gain a rain and summer. Should all have a gesunden summer. The Chayim and the Brocha. Yashikoyach Menshi for organizing. You should have Koyach to organize, organize all the rest of the year and this year. So all of us have a gesunden Chayim and the Brocha. Sure.